Will the Valley Line LRT ever get up and running? Lots of folks are wondering that after news that 30 concrete piers under the elevated tracks of the line need repairs. That's up from the 21 piers the company said needed repairs in early September. You know, so this is just more bad news when it comes to that build. Construction started on the 13-kilometer southeast line in September 2016. It was supposed to be up and running December 2020. Where are we? Yes, November of 2022. This is the fourth time the Southeast opening has been pushed back, and we don't have a timeline for when it might ever get up and running. Tim McCartmel is the councillor for Ward Pahesawin, joining us this afternoon. Councillor, welcome back to the show. Thanks very much. Nice to speak with you. Yeah, nice to talk with you again. When you heard uh, about this, this latest uh, update from Transit, what went through your mind? Well, disappointment. Uh, I guess primarily, right? You know, it's it's another setback, and nobody wants to see that. No one wants to hear that. So it's uh, you know, it's it's disappointing and demoralizing. I think. Tim, you know, we have seen um, a slew of projects, or at least certainly in the eyes, I think, of a lot of Edmontonians. There's been a slew of projects in this city over the past number of years that haven't uh, been completed on time, haven't been completed on budget. There's been problems with it. Now, don't get me wrong. There's other ones that we don't talk about, but the ones that don't get done or that there's problems with get a lot of attention. And this one just seems, uh, here we go, another one on the list. Is there a problem um, with the city of Edmonton and how we're doing this. I get that TransEd, this is a, a P3, it's a, it's a partnership, TransEd taking care of building all of this, but is there a problem with the way that we're doing this, that all of these projects or a lot of projects seem to not be finishing on time and with success? Well, I live in an outcome-based uh, world, in a, in a you know results-based uh, world, and uh, when we have you know, repeated negative results, then there is a problem. Uh, I think the question is, you know, trying to drill down into what that problem is. Mm-hmm. Uh, the city, the city of Edmonton does not employ engineers that design things. It does not employ architects that design things. Uh, you know, effectively, we've got a department that represents the city on projects, but does not manage projects. So, you know, you're right. There's a, there's been a slew of major projects in Edmonton that have been delayed, and there's circumstances around each one of them that are unique, uh, and that fall outside the responsibility of uh, those that are employed by the city of Edmonton. Mm-hmm. But that does not excuse those matters. So the question is, how do we drill down into what is actually the problem that's plaguing this this it- this? Stuff. Yeah. yeah, so the mayor has said he wanted, uh, so this, the, the, the Valley Line LRT, a P3 uh, agreement, and, and the mayor has said he wants, so this uh, public-private partnership, and, and he wants um, a review of P3 agreements. Do you think one needs to happen? Well, if, if you're using the Valley Line LRT as a reason to, to move away from P3 projects, then I, I would suggest that's misplaced. Mm-hmm. So as I just said, like engineer, we, the city does not employ engineers to design things. And so, something has gone wrong on this project between uh, when design engineers put pencil to paper and the concrete and the reinforcement was put into place and cast. Uh, that is entirely outside the walls of the city. And I know that sounds like excuses and, and defensiveness. I'm, I'm not trying to do that. But when something like this goes wrong, uh, you want very clear lines of responsibility and lines of liability. And we have that with this contract strategy. But it doesn't matter what strategy we employ. Sooner or later, an engineer is hired to design a structure mm-hmm. that does not work for the city. So it doesn't matter what the contract is. 
if an error is made, an error is made. Tim Cartmel joining me uh, this afternoon. Yeah, absolutely. So um, then, then what do you tell Edmontonians right now about, um, about this project and about other projects um, that have been undertaken or that will be in, in the coming months and, and years and, and the concern about whether or not they're going to get done right, correctly, on time, on budget? Yeah, I, I so the first thing I say is I absolutely share the frustration and the consternation, and I, I am I'm absolutely share that we've had a series of projects that have gone sideways, and we need to figure out why. And so you know that may be a question for our auditor, that may be a deep dive into into our procurement methods or how we select uh, mm-hmm. those private sector partners to execute these projects. There's questions to be asked and lessons to be learned here. And so that's my pledge is to dive into those questions and try to and try to learn those lessons so that we don't have these again. Do does this slew of projects that we've been kind of talking about here, does that hurt the city's reputation? Yeah, yeah, it certainly does. And, and it drives up costs, quite frankly. You know, if you're you know, if industry partners perceive that, you know, you know, typically when a project is performed for the city, it goes wrong, and there's going to be a reputational hit if you participate in a city project. That's a risk. Hmm. Risk costs money. Money is, you know, comes right to the bottom line. So we need to we need to de-risk the the um, opportunity to work with the city of Edmonton. That's part of the reputational risk that we need to solve here. All right. Uh, let's uh, before we run out of time. Budget uh, debate just around the corner, December first through the sixteenth. The time allotment. Uh, there's a lot on uh, your plate, uh, City Council's plate, uh, heading into this. There's a lot on the plate. Yeah, and there's, um, you know, we've we've got baseline budgets that have been provided by administration, and so we're going to spend starting Monday. We'll spend the next few weeks. Uh, deliberating in in council about those budgets, hearing from the public, trying to understand what what they see. Um, I think that there's a general view that um, there's not an alignment with the, what people expect uh, and the budgets that are presented as as a mm-hmm. starting point. So you know, how do we get to the thing that aligns? I I don't I'm not confident we get that all done before the end of the year. So I see some sort of process spilling into next year. I'm not quite sure what that is yet, but. I think we're going to have to continue the work. So why exactly do you think that it won't get done by the end of the year? Just too much? And what is it? Well, I think there's just too many people that are looking for different things, you know? So, I mean, I hear from uh, a lot of people, for instance, that want to see a return to basics and, and, you know, minimize or zero investment in new stuff, take care of the stuff we already have, defer big spending until we can better afford it. Um, But there's others that are hearing uh, something different, you know, and, and want to see more spending in different directions uh, and potentially less spending that is what is than what administration has put into these budgets to start with. So, you know, it's going to, it takes a long time mm. to reach consensus when there's so many different points to reach consensus on. There, there's got to be some, some weight on, on your shoulders and other members of, of city council knowing the affordability issue that so many Edmontonians are facing right now. We know that inflation is sky high. We know that folks are, are struggling. And the thought of a, <laughs> a, a big tax hike, um, that's scary for a lot of people. 
That's my biggest concern, Jalen, honestly. You know, I mean, you know, power bills are up, uh, utility bills are up, the cost of groceries is up, the cost of fuel is up. You know, just the cost of your everyday life has gone up. The last thing I want to do as a city councillor is pile on with another increase. Um, but the city is also experiencing some of those price um, and cost pressures, mm-hmm. right? Fuel is more expensive for the city as well. Uh, inflation is affecting the city as well. So it's finding that balancing point. Um, I don't think that the these documents that are the starting point find that balance point. I think we've got to take it down. That's my view. Um, but there's a lot there's a lot to be discussed. I don't envy you at all, Councillor Cartmel, going into this uh, into the, the budget deliberations. But uh, we'll be watching closely, and I look forward to talking with you again soon. Thanks for this. Thanks very much for your time. Yeah, take, take care. care. Councillor Tim Cartmel, uh, of course, uh, Tim is the councillor in Ward Pace Win. It's 317. We'll take a pause here. Oh, heads up, just want to let you know about this. On, on the LRT uh, line, Transed, as I mentioned, has said, you know, they haven't provided a timeline yet. We don't know when these, what, uh, 30 uh, concrete piers are going to be fixed, when they'll be complete. The company said uh, on Monday, just yesterday, uh, that it anticipates its next update to be in a few weeks in the form of a news conference. So in a few weeks, we might know a little bit more. It was interesting on the way to work today, stopped at uh, the Tim Hortons at uh, 75th and Roper, and they were still testing uh, the trains. So, and then they have said that testing on parts of the LRT line will continue, but train movement obviously over the piers on the upper parts not happening. So don't be surprised if you still see those trains. And the trains look pretty good. They're actually nice looking trains. But boy, oh boy, here we are testing them. We don't have a track to run them on. We can't go over and above. Boy, oh boy, what a mess this one is. Uh, a lot to get to. A lot of answers still yet uh, to be had. And hopefully we'll get some in that news conference with TransEd here in a couple of weeks. 318, we'll take a pause here. When we come back, well, five Canadian cities have been named to the list of the top 100 in the world. Did Edmonton make it this year? I'll tell you after this.